Good morning, everybody. How you doing today? Man, God is good, isn't he? Wow. I'm telling you, give it up. Seriously, that goes to God. We serve an amazing God. We are, we are blessed with so many gifts, talents, and abilities, the worship team, for you guys to be able to sing and share the way that you do, and for us to be able to connect with our Heavenly Father through that worship is just awesome. And uh, Brother Morty, thank you for just listening to God, and uh, it's amazing just what God does. And, and as we're in this 40 days of, of prayer and what we're on right now, and the diagnosis and the, you know, all the different treatments that are coming um, let's pull, pull up this first slide. And Eric, I'm going to have you run it. I was going to run it, but how about you do that? So today we're going to talk about, this is week six, how to pray for healing and restoration. Amen? I mean, I think we'll get out early today. I, I think we got her covered, right? Isn't it amazing what God does? And the scripture that uh, Jeremy shared this morning, we're going to talk about it again uh, here in just a little bit. Um, our core scripture today, if you want to look ahead or get it out in your Bibles or whatnot, is 2 Corinthians 7.14. And uh, I'm pretty much going to give you the entire um, hour and 30 minute sermon, would put us at 12.30ish. He said it was okay, and you all agreed, right? Yeah, all right. Um, so, but I'm going to give it to you in about 30 seconds. Is that good? I'm going to share the last slide I changed it up a little bit, that the last slide I'm going to share with you right now. So let's take a look. This is the entire message today. Nope. Show the second slide, Eric, not the last slide. There you go. All right. This is it. So if we humble, pray, seek, and turn, then God will hear forgive, and heal. Amen? I see uh, Marley doing this. It's throughout any message that we do, in a lot of conferences and seminars that folks go to, I take pictures of the screen. Okay, so if, that, if, you're, if you're better at taking pictures of stuff versus writing stuff down, throughout any of, of Morty and I or the elders, whoever's sharing, do that. Okay, so take pictures. It's not going to weird anybody out. You're just trying to get the information. Okay, so let me ask you this. Does God still heal people today? Yes, no doubt about it. Do we all need healing in some shape or form? Yes, no doubt about it. In this broken world that we live in, are we going to continue to need healing and restoration as we move forward? Yes, okay. So the point is, is that we continue to humble ourselves, pray and seek and turn from our wicked ways. God is going to hear those prayers. He's going to forgive our sins. He's going to bring healing to our land. And this is 2 Corinthians or 2 Chronicles 7:14 is really what King Solomon, God told King Solomon, made this promise over 3000 years ago, right? The promise still stands today. And I want to read this to you. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Okay, that's the message today. And today is going to be a very, very interactive message. It's called group participation. We're going to see how this goes. But some of you love to talk, right? Raise your hand if you love to talk. Raise your hand if you like to, raise your hand if you like to shout it out at times, right? All right. 
So I'm going to give you the opportunity today, but just know that me standing up here, if it gets a little out of hand, I can be like, all right, it's enough. Knock it off, right? I'm just kidding. But we're going to repeat seven words today. And the idea behind this is, is walking out those doors today, we're changed, right? We don't come to church just to be cold, right? No, we come to church to be changed, right? It is colder in here than it is outside. And I thank God, I don't know, maybe God does that just to keep us alive and awake and moving, right? And it will not bother me a bit if you need to get up, stand around, walk in the back, whatever. I do calisthenics before I come up here. Y'all usually see me in the back. So whatever your deal is, you can do it, all right? So whenever I say or whenever you see it inside of Scripture, go back to the second slide, Eric. These seven words, humble, pray, seek, turn, hear, forgive, and heal... I want you to say them out loud. Okay? Is that good? So let's go back to 2 Chronicles 7.14. We're going to practice. Okay? And then we'll get into the message. So, if my people who are called by my name will themselves and, and my face and from their wicked ways, then I will from heaven and I will give their sins and I will their land. Wow, that was really good. We should, we should have recorded that or something. So the very first thing I want to do is talk about who. Who are we talking about here? He says, if my people, right? So who's his people? Who's he talking to? Us, right? The church. So let's look at Matthew 12, 46 and 50. It says this, while Jesus was teaching the crowd, his mother and brothers waited nearby to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, your family wants to talk to you. And so Jesus says, he asks, he says, Who's my family, right? Who's my family? And they're like, what are you talking about? Mom, your brothers and sisters, right? He says, then pouring or pointing to his followers, he said, these people are my family. Anybody who obeys my father in heaven and does his will is my brother and my sister and my mother. So my question to you is, have you done what God has asked you to do? And what is it that he has asked us to do? It is accept Jesus Christ, his son, as our Lord and Savior. Have you done that? If you have, guess what? You're in Jesus' family. If you have not made that decision yet, you're right out here. You're close, right? Jesus wants to pull you right in, put you in front of him, and say, you're a part of my family, okay? Does that make, my, make sense? So the promises here all stand if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, okay? Let's keep moving. So... Rick Warren, incredible job. Give it up to God for creating Rick Warren, right? Man, he knew what he had going on, right? 40 days of prayer is amazing. He outlines today really four conditions inside of an if-then statement. And don't go to the slide yet. So what I want to shoot, how many of you use if-then statements in your life? It's kind of a weird question. Some of you are like, what are you talking about? So let me give you a, a few examples, all right? So, so if you clean your room... Huh? Where's me? I see Jake. There's me. All right. So if, yeah, fill in the blank. If you clean your room, you keep your phone, right? You get to do this, that, right? You eat less and you move more, then you'll lose weight. If you're obedient, you'll see blessings. If you exercise, you'll be healthier. If you study for that test, you'll get a better grade, right? It just goes on and on. So inside of this, the same stands for us in regards to our relationship with God. And let's go to the next slide. He says, if my people will, oh. themselves and, and 
my face and from their wicked ways, then I will Hear. from heaven and I will Forget. their sins and I will Heal. their land. Man, you guys are good. Yeah, we got this like 20 more slides. Just keep it up, right? So again, God is saying, hey, I want to touch you. I want to heal you, right? I want to I be able to hear what you're saying. I want to be able to forgive your sins. But guess what? You got to humble yourselves. You got to pray. You got to seek. And you got to turn from your wicked ways. So now what we're going to do is we're going to break this four conditions of the if sin statement down. Okay? So next slide. The very first one is this. Humble myself, which equals what? Admit I'm not in control. How many of you, prior to coming to the Lord, had a problem with humility? I did? I sure did. Men, this is probably the biggest struggle that we have, is to humble ourselves and say, you know what? I don't got it all together. I don't know what I'm doing in this situation. As men, we're a little bit egotistical, arrogant, prideful, right? Pride is a, is a similar situation where we're like, I got this. I got it figured out. Well, usually what happens is you got to just hit rock bottom sometimes in our lives before we realize, well, I can't do anything about this. I've told you about my situation, hitting the floor, hyperventilating, not knowing what was going to happen next in my life, right? And I felt God literally laying on top of me saying, Josh, is going to be okay. And at that point, I was at rock bottom in my life. Then God just raised me up and he said, I'm going to heal you, I'm going to restore you, I'm going to bring you back to full life, right? And I'm so thankful for that, but sometimes it takes hitting bottom before that happens. If my people will humble themselves, then, okay? Do we go to God in an arrogant way? That's, so if you're taking notes, the first uh, piece of understanding how to pray for healing and restoration is humble myself, okay? So take a look at your... Your guide, yeah. Okay, that's line one, okay? So do we go to God with an arrogance in our voice? Do we? Do we pray to God with arrogance? No, you don't go to God that way, right? You go to him with humility. Do you go to him proudly? No. Flippantly? How many of us talk to um, maybe our teachers or people we work with at times or to people that we don't think are as important as what we think we are, right? And God will humble you really quickly if you have that attitude, right? But flippantly, we don't do that, right? We don't go to God that way. And the same was, we don't go to God demanding, do we? Well, if God, if, and how many of us have done this? How many? And I know I'm probably at the top of the list, but it's like, okay, God, if you do this, then I'll do that. Right? If you do this or take this, then I'll do this. And God's like, no, no, you got the if then backwards. Right? If you do this, then God says, I will hear, forgive, and heal. Okay? So be careful you don't get the if then backwards, right? Because guess what? You're not God. Man, that's good. You're gonna learn a lesson today. It's good. All right. So let's keep moving. The next inside your handout, it says, if I'm humble. God will guide me. So if I am humble, God will guide me. Let's go to Psalms 25, 9. It says this. It said, God leads the humble in the right way and teaches them his will. So a couple things I want to point out here is God leads us. So if we're humble, we have humility, and we don't think we're all that, God is going to direct us through primarily what? John talked about the resources that we have. Great. I mean, it's incredible. 
think about, I not thought about that this morning until you said that, John, because I always think resources and the way that Pastor George said it, I was like, well, money, right? And being able to give and help and buildings and all the material things, but man, the resources. I mean, it's just incredible. If you, I mean, there's so many technologies out there to get plugged into God's Word. And to John's point, there's really no excuse why we don't other than the excuses that we put in front of him, right? Which is folding laundry and going to dinner and, right, washing the car, doing leaves, right? I mean, right, they're all, those are good ones, right? They all go in front of God, don't they? You guys are lost this morning, huh? What, do they? No, right? No, he put him first, right? So if we want to be led by God, how do we get led by God? Is we get connected with God. If we have other leaders inside of the world, the, the, um, the world that we live in and work in, how do you learn from people? You get close to them. What are their skills? How do they know how to do the job, etc.? And you stay connected with them. That's how you learn in the, in the world that we live in, right? So if we want to learn what God knows and what he wants us to know, we got to get connected to him. So... The other thing is the right way. So it says God leads the humble in the right way and teaches them his will. And again, to, to, if you really want to know what God wants you to do, you got to open this thing up. you got to get connected, right? And he will use other people to speak to you, but through his word is where he wants to tell you what his will for your life is. Okay? Let's keep moving along. So the next slide is this. If I'm, God will bless me. And that's in Isaiah 66, 2, and it says this, I will bless those who have and contrite hearts. Contrite heart, that means to be humble and repentant before God, okay? To be humble and repentant. So let's just talk about repentant. Um, how many of you sinned this week? Right? Everybody in here? How many of you slid backwards inside of a temptation that you had that you knew God was telling you to stay away from, and you sinned. I'll confess in front of you, all of you right now, this morning, that I did that this week. Okay? And I hit my knees, and I prayed to God, and I said, I'm sorry, and I pray for your forgiveness. And I know that I'm forgiven. But man, inside of me, I still have that guilt. I still feel bad. I feel like, gosh, yucky stuff. Because I feel like when I sin, it keeps me further away or it pushes me further away from God. God doesn't go anywhere. God's like, right, he's not moving. But I, I scoot over and I'm like, gosh, I don't want that. I want to be close to him. So I want to, to see blessings in my life. I want to be connected with him. I want to feel his presence. I'm telling you what, in the side of the worship, isn't that an incredible experience where you can get so connected with the spirit of God inside of worship? Isn't that awesome? It is. It is. It's awesome. You, do you know that you can do that at home, in your car, in your garage, wherever that is? There's times that I will turn the radio up in my car and crank it and sing because I can sing good, right? And I get so connected. And um, there's other times that I'll just stop and close my eyes and, and listen to a song. And uh, I shared with Morty and, and uh, Mark Bettinger a couple weeks ago, whenever Pastor George was here, there's a song that came, came on, and I got to sit out there as, as Pastor George was sharing a message, and one of the, the songs that was saying at closing was talking about um, God's word will never pass away, it'll never die, but everything else will. 
and ties back into a scripture. And I was just like, man, where, what am I doing? Where's my focus? Where's my time going? And uh, God's word will never die. It's the truth and it will stand until the day that what? We die. Until the day that God calls us home. Okay? All right, so let's keep moving along. Next handout, fill in the blank is this. If I, or if I'm humble, sorry, I messed that up. Let's try that again. If I'm, God will give me the power to change. The power to change. Amen? How many of us have tried to overcome battles and struggles that we have on our own power? And how did that work out for you? You're still trying to work through it, right? You haven't seen the result of it because you're still trying to do it on your own. God will give us the power. Let's go to James 4, 6. It says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Right? Grace to the humble. If we humble ourselves before the Lord and our fellow church-loving believers, right? He is going to bless. He is going to give us grace. He's going to give us mercy. So I want to, I want to go back a slide and go back to the, to the word power. Power. Do you realize the power? Seriously, the power of healing in a physical sense as well as an emotional, a mental, a mental, a spiritual standpoint. God can absolutely bring healing through his power on you. Do you realize that? So right now, inside of your state of mind, you're either up or down or Kind of in here somewhere, right? How many of you have, ha- have heard at least two words that I've heard in the message? Just two. Raise two of you? All right, good. Right? My point is somebody out here right now is so disconnected because they have so much stuff going on in their life that somebody drug them to church this morning. They don't even want to be here. Well, I'm going to wake you up right now. Right now, okay? Right now. So if that's you, if that's you, you don't want to be here, I just want you to know that God loves you and he's got the power to heal whatever you're struggling with, Okay? So right now, just grab a hold of it, okay? Because he wants to bring power, healing through Jesus Christ, right? Through the Spirit into you right now. So grab a hold of that thing. And if you're shaking like I am, then let it shake, right? Because God is moving. He wants you to die out to self and give more to him. You want more healing in your life? Tap into all the power that's available to you. And that's the Holy Spirit that's around us all the time, okay? Next fill in the blank is this. If I'm, God will relieve my stress. Woo! How many of you got some stress? How many of you, right? So walking through that door, we need like a curtain that's like, this is a stress-free zone, right? Like you walk through, you know, like the scanners at the airport. Make sure you don't have guns, knives, and all that on you. Like you walk through the, the cold zone. As you, as you, from out there, it's the warm zone. And you walk into the cold zone. It's like just takes all the stress like off of you. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, guess what? A few, a t- last slide was power. Guess what? God can do that. You just got to give it to him. He wants to bless you. He wants to relieve that stress. Uh, a friend of mine at work said that's too blessed to be stressed and then I said it to Kylie about a month ago and she's like honey you've heard that before I'm like well I got a bad memory it sounded great that's the great thing about having a bad memory when you hear something you think for the first time you get all excited about it again right it's all good it's just perspective it's just perspective it's not that I got a bad memory God just wants me to get excited all right so let's look at Matthew 11:29. 29 it says Jesus take the yoke I give you, Jesus said this, take the yoke I give you and learn from me, for I am gentle and, and I will restore deep rest 
to your soul. So I underline on mine, restore deep rest. Man, isn't it, doesn't it feel good when stuff in life is just rolling? Right, man, you feel blessings. You're just, job's good, relationships are good. Doesn't that feel good? Good. Good. We got one brother in the house that feels good this morning, right? Okay, so it's a choice, perspective, right? Literally, the, mind, the way that my mind works, again, bad memory, just hearing it for the first time, excited, right? The same way goes with rest in deep inside of your soul. If you tell yourself that you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and you're burdened, you got this and that, guess what? You're fighting it on the inside all the time. And that thing just wells up and it gets bigger and bigger and can overtake you. I'm not saying we don't say, man, I got some stuff going on. I got to pray about that thing, right? Is it Philippians 4.13? No, 4.6 maybe. It says, you know, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything, right? So when you feel that worry coming on you, just be like, God, that's you. I'm giving it to you. Now, are there things and situations in life that we got to work through? You better believe it, right? Lose a job, something changes in your life, you come down with some medical condition, guess what? You got to talk about it, you got to go to the doctor, you got to do some interviews, right? You got to work through that thing. I'm not saying sit on your hiney and don't do anything. I'm just saying don't let it overwhelm you. We serve the biggest and the most massive God, right? So he can bring that healing. He can do those things in our lives. And you may be sitting here this morning and be like, you know what, I believe all this. But my significant other is home and he doesn't or she doesn't. Well, guess what? Just keep putting in the time. Keep walking. Keep living the life that God is calling you to live. And guess what? That brother or sister is going to see it through you. Amen. Amen. Okay? All right. Number two in understanding how to pray for healing and restoration is this. Ask God for help. Pray. pray right? It's exactly what it is. It says, if my people will I'm going to give you five quick reminders about prayer. And the first one is this. Jesus wants you to ask. He wants you to ask. I want you to really think about that. Sometimes we think we, we burden Jesus, right? Well, I don't, I don't want to ask for that. I don't know about that. Or He's busy. He's got a full day. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Okay? Because he, he, his perspective isn't full. Uh, we, we have a full day because that's our perspective. Jesus doesn't have a full day. What are you talking about? You got eternity, right? He's up there going, I got it all. I already know. I already know what's going to happen next. Okay? So ask him. That's what he's telling us to do. Let's look at John 16, 23 through 24. It says this. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. My Father will give you anything that you ask for in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. And you'll receive so that your joy will be the fullest possible joy. Okay? So that's what he's saying. And just clarity here. Don't, you know, right now, I mean, I mean some of you are probably, I played the lottery and won a million bucks. I want to win a million bucks today, God. That's exactly, right? All right? Some of you just prayed it. I saw you. Uh, right? We got to be sure that it's in God. I always pray, you know, God, if it's in your wheel, your wheel. I get a drink. Yeah. Get excited. <laughs> Woo! Jeremy and I make fun of each other all the time because of this. When you're up here, you got a couple hundred people looking at you. Sometimes you mess up. Right? 
Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you got to pray in your wheel. So pray in God's wheel. Um, again, you know, a serious note, right? God wants us to be connected with him. And you're like, Joshua, well, how do I know what his will is? We, we went back to the, go back to the resource, greatest resource of all time right here. If you want to know what God's will is, get in the book, right? Open it up. And he will tell you what it is. And then you pray that direction, right? So God, I, whatever you have for me, I want. And I pray boldly in my prayer. He wants us to have bold prayers. But always, God, if this is in your will, this is what I want for my life. God, I could have some ginormous prayer, right? But if it's not in God's will and it's going to lead me down a path that it's not right for me, that's not where God wants me to be, which it may feel like a blessing here on this earth and this world that we live in, but I don't want it if it's not in God's will because he knows what's best for me long term, right? So that's where we got to be connected to God's Wheel. All right. B, number two. So ask in Jesus' name. Ask in Jesus' name. What do we do at the end of every prayer? We ask in Jesus' name. That's what we do. Why do we do that? Because he's instructed us to. God has told us to pray in Jesus' name, right? So let's take a look at a couple scriptures. Is any one of you in trouble? He should is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise, which we did this morning. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And that's what I was talking about this morning. Isn't it awesome to see God work? Just the timing. I love it. He goes on and says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. I just think it's so amazing. I'm, I wish I had God goggles. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't it be cool? Like, somebody's probably already invent, tried to think they're going to invent them, right? But wouldn't it be cool to have God goggles where you could just see everything? It'd probably scare us, probably. Probably be like, oh, God, right? But think about him. He already saw this morning. He knows everybody what chair you're sitting in, how, what your body temperature is, right? He does. He knows all the details about our lives. And that's the thing. He loves you. And he had plans for each and every one of you to be here this morning. So whatever that the Spirit is speaking to you right now, soak that in. And I've got a thought for you. If, if you have a bad memory like me, get out your phone right now. You will never offend me with your phones out and looking like you're text messaging. You will not offend me, okay? You won't. I mean, I felt bad the other day. I was sitting in the front row, and I was, I was taking notes, but then I was like, well, Brother Morty probably thinks I'm texting somebody. I, mean, I wasn't, right? But seriously, like, if you get a thought, jot it down. That way you can go home and reflect on that thing. You know, I started journaling again the other day, and I haven't done it in, in some time. I'll just be honest with you. I'm not the best journaler. And um, I have the greatest competition sitting in the front row. This guy's an incredible journaler. You got to see the, I mean, it's like stacks. I mean, you got like 20, I mean, it's like, it's like, where are you, you want to know what he's doing? He's two, look in that journal right over there. 14 is over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he's incredible because he stays with it. But I'm just saying, God put on my heart again the other day to journal a little bit. And I did. And I just, like, I went back and read through it. And I'm like, wow. It was just so cool. For me to go back even a week and be like, wow, God put that in my heart again. And it just it really made me feel very connected and inside of God's will in my life. Okay? 
All right, let's move on. It says, get, the next point is get others to pray with you, okay? Get others to pray with you. Matthew 18, 19 says, I tell you that if, if just two of you on earth agree together about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven, okay? It goes back to the prayer that we did earlier, okay? You don't have to have a huge group around, okay? A couple of you, pray, believe. Call God to intervene, get involved in that prayer, right, and move, and he will, okay? All right, next one is this, believe and expect an answer. So this is a, an incredible uh, set of uh, words inside of this next scripture. Let's read it. First is, in the spirit at all times, with all kinds of prayers, asking for all you need. To do this, you must always be ready and never give up. Always for all God's people. That is a lot of all stuff going on, isn't it? I mean, that thing is full of it. So pray in the Spirit at all times. So you're like, yeah, I got to work. So I can't, well, I know you got to work. You got school, all that stuff. But, but again, the idea is be constantly in a conversation with God. Right, that's the idea of constantly being in prayer. Because some people will read it literally and be like, well, I, "I gotta, I gotta do stuff." Yes, you do. But if you involve Jesus in everything that you got going on, it's an ongoing conversation. Okay, spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers, everything. God wants to hear about it all, right? And I could give some embarrassing examples, right? But I won't go there. But the idea is, God wants you to pray and ask Him, seek Him, ask, and He will intervene for you. Asking for all that you need. To do this, you must always be ready and never give up. How many of us have given up on something that God's put in front of us? Just because it was hard, right? I just encourage you not to give up. Because what you do day in and day out is what change. That's how change and transformation happens, right? Am I going to go into my Bible today and try and read... The whole new or the old Old Testament in a day, and then put it down and not touch it for a year. Is there going to be transformation in my life? No, right? I'm going to read a chapter a day, and I'm going to I'm going to soak it in. I'm going to soap on. It. I'm going to journal on it. Right? I'm going to spend time in it. I'm going to look at some devotional around. It. I'm going to do some word study around it. I'm going to dig into that thing. That's how transformation is going to come if I do it. Let's just let's go two days a week. There's going to be some transformation if I do it week in, week out, two days a week. What about three or four or five? Are you going to see more transformation in your life the more time that you put in? You better believe it. So that's what God's telling us. Never give up. You may have a hard day. You may have a rough week. Guess what Satan wants you to do? Right? He wants you to get over here. That's not what God wants you to do. Whenever you're going through the hard time, pick it up. But if you get distracted and off on your own way inside of a sin and you get away from it, guess what? Go pick it back up. That's what I'm talking about. If you want to see transformation inside of your physical, two examples, physical set. You go to the gym one time, one, let's just say you go one time a month for six hours in a day, and then you go the next month, put in another six solid hours in that day, are you going to see transformation change? You're going to end up in the hospital, right? I'll tell you a short story. I blew out my calves like 10 years ago. You know that machine you do this on? I was rocking that thing. I tried to take like three days off work. It's probably 10 years ago. It's horrible. Don't do that. How do you see transformation in your life? 
You go to the gym each day. You put in 15 minutes, right? I'll give you a little tip. There's things out there called 12-minute workouts. How many of you have 12 minutes to spare? Raise your hand if you've got 12. 12 in your 24 hours. You got 12 minutes? All right. So start it, right? Just boop, flip the switch, right? We can do the light analogy again. Just put some time in. So if you do 12 minutes a day, three to five days a week for three months, you're going to see some transformation? Amen. If you're not reading the Bible at all right now, I'm going to challenge you to start putting in 12 minutes a day, three to five days a week. You're going to see transformation in three months? You better believe it. You'll probably be seeing transformation in a week of God just speaking to you. Okay? That sound good? Sound like a plan? You guys signed up on board? I could say we have a sign up in the back, but I don't want that to go into announcements for next week, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> Woo! I'm sorry. I had to throw that out. I love you guys. I love you, Lori. All right, I got to get a drink. Wow, we are way over on time. Okay. I'm really excited today. It feels like it's been a, been a while. Wow. Okay, so E. Let's go to E. Keep praying and get until God tells you to stop. Okay, so if you're seeking something out there, you feel like, man, I keep saying this over and over again. Keep praying it. Okay? I prayed, um, God put in my heart um, the prayer salvation several months ago just to, you know, to be very confident in the Romans' road to salvation and leading someone to Christ. We just really burdened that on my heart. And uh, I've been a pastor now for going on seven years, I think. And I just felt God really encouraged me to do that. So I did. I prayed the prayer of salvation every day for probably three months at the end of every, every, every morning prayer. One morning I woke up and be like, okay, I got it. Okay? So I prayed until God told me, you're good. You got that. All right? So if there's something in your life, if it's, if it's adoption, if it's a job, if it's a basketball team, pray until God tells you to stop. All right? Okay, let's keep moving. Number three is understanding how to pray for healing and restoration is this. Seek God, not a miracle. Okay? If my people will seek my faith. And I'm going to run through these pretty quick. All right? Proverbs 8, 17 says this. I love those who love me and those who me find me. God rewards those who earnestly him. Exactly. Let's go on to Deuteronomy 4.29. It says, if you seek the Lord, your God, you will find him if you look for him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are distressed and all things have happened to you, you will return to the Lord your God and obey him, for he is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you. Amen? He's right there no matter what we're going through. Matthew 6.33 says, First, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be given to you as well. Inside of Rick Warren's message, he talks about taking some action at this point. And I love how he says it in here. It says, take a day off, clear your calendar, and spend the day seeking God alone. Isn't that cool? How many of us have done that on a regular routine? Maybe a few. I mean, maybe a few. But that's a pretty cool challenge, isn't it? And you're like, well, how do I take the day off? Well... It's Saturday or Sunday or Tuesday if you don't work on that day, right? So you don't necessarily have to go to your boss and say, like, all right, so I was at church on Sunday, and Pastor Josh said, I need to take the day off this coming Tuesday. And he's going to be like, get to work, right? The point is, however you decide to do it, but spend some time, right? If you want to know what God wants you to do, carve out some time, take some action around it. All right, number four is this. 
turn my attention from the, wor- from the world to the word. If my people turn from their wicked ways. And sometimes we look at wicked ways, all the, all the stuff, right? You're like, well, I'm not wicked. Yeah, you are. Did I say that? Because I'm the same way. So let's think about it. So we look at wicked things like murder and rape and sexual abuse and extortion and genocide and all those things. Those are wicked things, right? We're like, well, I'm not wicked. Well, look at this. What about anger, unforgiveness, jealousy, gossip, pride, arrogance, pornography, complaining, cussing, using God's name in vain, drunkenness, greed, disobedience, covetousness, idolatry? Woo! You probably got, everybody got a little something on that one, right? You're like, well, that was me, right? So don't go home being like, I'm wicked. Just realize that we got to turn away from the things, the sins in our life, and turn towards the word, turn towards God. Amen? Proverbs 28, 13 says, If you hide your sins, you will not succeed. But if you confess and reject them, you will receive mercy. You know why I stood this morning and confessed sin to you? Because of what God put on my heart. Whatever form, whatever that looks like for you. If you hide your sins, you will not succeed. But if you confess and reject them, you will receive mercy. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Praise and worship, come on up. I want to throw these last two slides up. And I told you in the beginning that I shared the first slide last, and I pretty, pretty much did. Put that up, Eric. So let's do this. Let's say it one. You're like, I'm so tired of talking. I like coming to church and just chilling and putting my blanket on and not having to participate. And um, so let's do this one more time. If we humble, pray, seek, and turn, then these three promises come in. I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Amen. Let's all rise this morning. We're going to praise and worship God this morning, and this is what I encourage you to do to humble yourselves. Pray to God. Seek his face above all else. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from those things you know you shouldn't be doing. God will hear your prayers. He will forgive your sins. And he will heal your land. Amen. Woo! All right, so if you need to do some jumping jacks, whatever it is to get warmed up, let's do it. And I don't know, this this better not be a slow song. Because we got to, we got to, can you go fast, can you just, can you just strum faster if it is a slow song? Worthy of every song we yeah, could yeah, ever yeah, sing. Yeah, Worthy yeah, of yeah. all the praise we could all ever right. bring. Good. Let's worship God. Unless we do.